0: and gentlemen welcome in to the video game lounge podcast i'm your host john thank you so much for joining me in the lounge today this is the last of us episode 5 reaction can't wait to go over this episode i am just beaming with excitement for it please don't think of me as some crazy sadistic person i just thought this was a really great episode but before we get into that We have to start this with a huge spoiler warning, so if you have not watched episode 5 of The Last of Us, go do that and come back and join us here in the lounge. Love to know your thoughts and what you guys think. With all that out of the way, let's get into it. Holy shit. Holy shit. This, ladies and gentlemen, was a banger. An absolute banger of an episode. This had a runtime of about 60 minutes. Um, I'm digging these longer episodes, man. I hope they keep up with this for the rest of the season. You know, we got three episodes left, so give, give me an hour, give me an hour and a half if you can. Hell, give me two hours. Anyway, Let's get into the episode here, shall we? Good, bad, and ugly style. So I have to say that I absolutely love this opening. Such a huge contrast from what we've gotten in the last few episodes where, um, you know, we got to see this beautiful love story played out in episode three between Bill and Frank. And now we get to see this episode five here uh, where it's just, you know, it's it's this uprising, this coup, this... this it's this revenge that all of the citizens of Kansas city had against this evil federal group. You know, Henry later on in the episode says, you know, that they were rapists and murderers and, you know, they just handled all of the people within this particular quarantine zone, just absolutely horrible. Right. And they finally rose up and we're seeing this. Uh, that's what this whole kind of beginning here is. And, you know, not that I'm some weird sadistic person, but I love seeing this kind of background, the story, because in the game, when we get to Pittsburgh, we hear about this who you you get notes and collectibles and things. There are several optional conversations that you get to have between Joel and Ellie where you come across Fedra soldiers that are that are strung up or you see some that have been shot. And uh, you see like blood marks and kind of all of these bodies of of Federal soldiers. So you see just the absolute carnage and things that happened in the city. And so for the show, I love that we actually got to see kind of what that looked like. And we're seeing Henry and Sam on the run. And... Finally, I get to talk about this. I love what they did with Henry and Sam's character. Uh, I'll start here. And this was the teaser that I had at the end of last week's episode. I love, I love, I love, I love the fact that they made Sam deaf. Biggest departure from the game thus far, other than Bill's story. But I, I love this because, you know, just because this fungal outbreak has happened, it doesn't mean that there wouldn't be people born... Uh, without disabilities. You know, clearly someone could still be born deaf, could still be born blind, could still be born with any number of physical or mental disabilities. And to to have this person with a disability be thrust into this fungal outbreak and and to have such a violent group after them, these raiders and killers and things, like, man, what a phenomenal story wrinkle, in my opinion. And what a cool nod it is to actually have a deaf actor. Um the the guy who played the the little guy who played Sam is actually deaf and they were using real ASL, real American sign language. And the character the the actor who played Henry and in turn the the actor who played Ellie, they were all learning ASL and were signing actual ASL through the episode, which I think is just cool. I mean, that is naughty dog level type of attention to detail. You get that in the games. and the the fact that it carried over into the show is it's so cool., um, it is so cool. you You get a little snippet. I don't know if anyone else is watching these, but stay tuned at the end of every episode. If you don't want to see the spoilers for the for the upcoming week, fast forward and then after the end of the the kind of preview for the next week they do this behind the scenes thing they've done it for every episode so far and it's about a you know 2 to 4 minute long sneak peek into the previous episode and what went into it and they do this whole background thing of showing a- an ASL interpreter on set and teaching everybody American sign language i just i love this i think it's so cool and then we get this scene with Kathleen at the beginning is Man, it's brutal. She's interrogating these people and wants to know where Henry is. And it's a deep dive, in a way, to her character. She is putting finding Henry above everything else. Um, And she even says it to, to Perry afterwards. But she's forsaking everyone in her group just to find Henry. Finding Henry is important to her because Henry is the reason why her brother is dead. He informed on Kathleen's brother and that's the reason why Kathleen's brother is dead. And she's making it her top priority to the point to where she's not even letting her own people know that, hey, the infected underground are probably going to come out at some point. <laughs> and man, uh, I, I love the way that this ends where she tells Perry like, yeah, we're not putting them on trial. Uh, just burn the bodies and get this over with. Like She is so laser focused on finding Henry and making him pay for what he did. I love this because this this duality here, this this like I'm going to to wrong the person who wronged me, just shows up so many times in the world of The Last of Us, and we're seeing it at a different point in the journey here. <laughs> it's 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 a theme that's that's certainly in Last of Us Part Two. And it, it carries it carries that, that game. You're seeing different ends of the same journey. And then I love that we kind of get a day in the life of Henry and Sam. We get to see kind of what their life was like kind of being on the run. They find this hiding spot. They're with this guy Edelstein, who was the, the guy that Kathleen killed in the cell in the previous episode. Um, and you know, we're we're seeing that they're in real dire straits. They're they're running out of food. Henry mentions, you know, he says uh, H- Henry mentions that you know they if they ration their food out, they might be able to make it eleven days. And that's kind of where our story picked up with Joel and Ellie um i I love how heartbreaking it is that Edelstein leaves and eventually Henry has to tell Sam that you know, hey, he's not coming back uh, and what a what a heartbreaking thing he has to say, and you know then he also has to give him the truth of hey, there is no food left, <laughs> man, that's just it's it's hauntingly just horrifying and and brutal, right and I love that he's trying to comfort Sam. I I love the the little scene here where, uh, you know, you see all of these pictures and these comics that Sam's been writing on and drawing on the walls and things over the last 11 days of them hiding out. And he takes Sam's little paintbrush there and paints the little, like, warrior mark on him. I think that's so cool. It's really sweet. Um, You know, and now it's... It's time for them to head out. They got to go find food. They got to keep one step ahead of Kathleen's group here. And I love this next bit where we actually see their point of view of Joel and Ellie's shootout in the laundromat. I know in the last episode I said it was a convenience store. That's that's what it is in the game, is a little convenience store. But we get to see their point of view of the shootout with Joel and Ellie. And Henry quickly and accurately notices that Joel is, is the guy, he's the key. He, he's going to be the thing that helps me get my little brother out of this city. I'm the most wanted man in Kansas city. And this guy's going to help me do it. He's capable with a gun. He's capable in a fight. And you know, yeah, this guy's going to get me out of here. And, and I love that. And he's like, you know what, we're going to kind of follow him. And I love, you know, we get to see their, their meetup with Joel and Ellie. And I love Henry's line. I'm the most wanted man in Kansas city. And I'm going to make a bet that you're running a close second. I'm paraphrasing. but That's basically what he said. So he, they're, they're showing here that Henry is, is pretty smart. Um, You know, in the game, Henry is about 25. Um, He mentions uh, in one of the gameplay sections that he was five when the outbreak started. So that would put him at about 25. And in the game, Sam and Ellie are the same age. they're both fourteen. They made both Henry and Sam younger here i would uh I would put Henry probably around like probably like eighteen nineteen i I would assume, and if I remember correctly, I believe Sam was eight. I love that they made him younger i I think you know it's actually closer to the actual age of the actor who played him. But I also love that, you know, Ellie having someone younger than her, she gets to bond with him and kind of start to develop a little bit of this maternal figure, right, kind of to, towards this guy. And I, I love all of the interactions that Ellie has with Sam. I love the little notepad that he has where, where he's writing everything down, this little like Etch-a-Sketch pad thing. Um, I love that they're bonding over comic books and things like, man, it's, it's really great you know, after this, we, we get to see them kind of formulate their plan. Um, and this is where, you know, Henry's telling Joel about, you know, how Kathleen's group kind of, you know, took care of all of Fedra, And I, and I love this, this next bit that Henry tells Joel is like, hey, man, look around, there's no infected. And it wasn't something that I had actually consciously thought about while watching this episode and the previous one. Like, yeah, where is all the infected here in Kansas City? There are a few infected that you run into in the game uh, in in Pittsburgh uh, where this is taking place. And it's like, I, I love the contrast here because it's like the one thing that this Fedra group actually did, like a good thing that they actually did was they got rid of the infected. You know, they, they put them in the sewers, they put them underground, they eradicated all of the infected people. And so you're just dealing with the humans on the surface here. You know, other than that, though, there's nothing that they can stake a claim to that they did well. Um, you know, and Henry's kind of given the the rundown of Kathleen's group. And then they kind of formulate this plan. I love this whole interaction here where, uh, you know, Henry's like, well, you, you could probably take out a clicker or two, right? And, and Joel's like, you know sure, but, you know, we don't know how many are going to be down here. Joel is, like, immediately skeptical of the plan, and Henry's just like, you know what, man, my plan's going to work. I got this, and he's got the exact same bravado and the exact same, like, attitude as Henry from the game. I, I love this. This actor did a phenomenal job portraying Henry, in my opinion. This was very well done. So then we get this beautiful set piece in the sewer here, and I love... I love, love, love this whole bit. Um, There's a bunch of callbacks to the game. Um, The whole setup of like a school and all that stuff. I mentioned that in the last episode. Like everything looks exactly the way it does uh, in the game. Sam and Ellie playing soccer. There's a little like optional thing in the game that you get to do that too. And I don't know if anyone else, if you've played the game, you've probably... Collected these two, and this whole sewer level in the game, you find a series of like five or six collectible notes from a boat captain named Ish, and he kind of starts this sewer colony. He um, he recruits all these people, he gets the colony started, and you find out through, through time, all, all of these notes kind of are in different uh, moments of time. It's like the beginning of this colony, the formation of it, and then recruiting people and starting like the the rainwater thing to collect rainwater to do laundry and all these things. And then the last couple notes you find are about people getting infected and uh, it ends very brutally and sadly as most things do in The Last of Us where you find his last note where he's in a room with some of the kids and he had to save them from turning into infected and he had to he had to kill them um so you see a little note in the in the in the show you see a little note where it says uh, i think it said like dave and ish and that's a callback to to these notes i thought that was really cool um but i love this this interaction that happens between joel and henry here where henry's explaining like why he's the most wanted man in kansas city and joel is you know he looks upon Sam, with a little bit of pity here, he's like, you know, if you did what you did to protect him, I, I understand it. Joel is slowly but surely just becoming a big softy. He's now opening up, and I think without him realizing it, still he's starting to develop such a soft spot for Ellie, and he's starting to get into this father protective mode. And um, yeah, I just I I love this whole bit, um, and I love the whole time that. Henry's got such a cockiness to him. It's like, man, you you know, my plan's working. My plan's working. And Joel's just like eyes front, flashlights on, like anything could be down here. (laughs) Um, And then they get out onto the other side. And I love that they did the sniper bit. This was one of my favorite set pieces in the game. Um, I love that they did it at night where in the game, it's during the day. And man, this is a tough tough spot in the game you you have to you kind of pick a route you go straight down the street you're going to get shot you go to the left a certain way you're going to get shot you go to the right a certain way you're going to get shot and in the game you're you're you have like eight or nine other bad guys that are come gonna come out and you know try and kill you too so you got to fend those off or hide from them or distract them throw a molotov at them or whatever um it's it's a fun set piece actually um I loved what they did to change this up. First of all, it's at night. And second of all, by the time Joel gets there, you realize, man, it's just this old, feeble guy who probably doesn't have long left to live anyway. And he's just following orders from Kathleen. And, you know, Joel gives him an out and says, man, don't make me do this. Joel sees just, you know, again... He's having pity on this guy, right? Like, he doesn't want to kill this guy. And when this guy just moves his gun a little bit, he's trying to trying to get a quick shot in on Joel. Joel mentioned it previous before he uh, made his run to the house. Like, man, it's dark, and this guy's got shit aim. <laughs> and uh, he he did not want to do this. He shoots this guy. And I love that you get to see now Joel... With the gun, uh, Kathleen and, and everyone comes running in. I love that they they had the tank, same tank from the game, and it's just plowing through cars. <laughs> like, man, this this was awesome. Um, and I, I love that, you know, Joel's, he's in protective mode, man. He's firing off shots. He's trying to protect his group. Um, this was a fun set piece to play, like I said, in the game where you're, you're killing guys. Uh, you eventually start killing runners and, and clickers and infected, right? Um, You know, and I love through all of this chaos, um, you know, we see a truck crash into the house. Um, And then we get this confrontation between Kathleen and Henry and Sam. And I, man, I love that Kathleen, again, she's just so, she's laser focused, man. She is not going to be deterred. She wants her revenge. And she has this, this confrontation with Henry, like, you know, kids die all the time. Like, why did you have to save your brother at the expense of mine? And uh, she says, you know, kids die all the time. And that is just a type of poetic justice and foreshadowing I absolutely love. I eat that up. Um, we'll get to that in a moment. But I love that in the middle of this, this, this truck explodes that went into the house and then a shit ton of infected come running out and then it's just mass, mass hysteria, just absolute craziness. There's explosions, there's guns, there's infected. And I I mentioned the like behind the scenes stuff earlier in this episode. Most of these infected here are not CGI. These are real actors there's hundreds of them come running out of this hole all trained on how to run and move like infected it's a guy in a huge rubber suit for the big ass bloater um man this was phenomenal i love this so i'll I'll take uh i'll I'll take a win in my uh prediction from last week saying that this was going to be the the episode with the most carnage and and the highest kill count thus far um at the same time, recognizing that that was pretty low-hanging fruit, too. <laughs> Set your uh, goals low, everybody. They're easier to achieve. <laughs> but I love this firefight, man. We see Joel starting to, to shoot runners and, and saving Ellie. And um, one of the things I noticed with Joel and the sniper rifle, right? In the last episode, twice, we see Joel not being able to hear out of his right ear. And guess what? Joel's predominantly right-handed, and he's holding this sniper rifle with the right his right hand on the trigger, and he's firing off shots. and I wonder if later on in in this season we see uh, more of this kind of deaf deafening version of Joel, where he may not be able to hear something, and somebody gets to drop on him. Maybe that's what they do for something uh, that happens at the university uh, coming up. In probably one of these next few episodes, but I'll get to that in predictions in a couple minutes. Um, I love this little set piece with the with the little kid clicker uh, following Ellie into the car. My God, how horrifying was that? This this little actress was is a real life gymnast and contortionist, and man, what a great job! Scary as all hell, man. I I love the bloater. My God, I love. Perry has the best death because if you've played the game and you ever got killed by one of the bloaters, that is the exact death, (laughs) just ripping your head off. I love that they put that bloater death for Perry uh, into the show that I was, I was like, hell yeah, let's go. That was so cool to see. Um, And, you know, Perry is trying to be all stoic here at the end. He's giving Kathleen like the opportunity to like, hey, you know, abandon this This revenge plot that you got going on and and go save yourself. And she just can't bring herself to do it. She has to go confront Henry. And, you know, we get this standoff between Kathleen, Henry, Sam, and Ellie. And, you know, lo and behold, here's where that poetic justice comes in. That child clicker gets her just in time. And, man, that is, man, is that, that, that was cool. Again, I'm not a sadistic person or anything like that. I'm not. I'm not someone who thrives on carnage. It was just, you know, it, it was just really cool to see kind of that full circle complete, and boom, there you go. That's the end of Perry and Kathleen. Um, and then, you know, our heroes escape. We see them in in this kind of uh, like hotel thing that they found on the outskirts of town. And man, they changed a couple of things here. Um, we get this. We get this beautiful scene here between. Joel and Henry were, you know, Joel kind of formally invites him to like, hey man, you know, if your brother and you want to tag along, you know, we're heading out to Wyoming, you know, and Joel's like, again, he's kind of starting to open up, soften up a little bit here, and kind of be accepting of of people. Um, he recognizes kind of the value that Henry has, and it's kind of safety in numbers and everything, right? I love the scene that we get here of Ellie and Sam. They're Sam reveals that he is bitten, which is different from the game. This is the first part of this that is different from the game. Um, Because in the game, obviously, Sam can talk. um, But Sam kind of starts asking Ellie all of these life questions. Like, do you think the people are still inside? And what are you afraid of? And all of these kind of like burning questions, right? Um, and I love that they did that scene from the game, but they, they had to do it through that writing pad that Sam has. It was all really cool, really emotional. Um, and I love that when Sam shows Ellie his bite, that she immediately kicks into like this motherhood protective mode, right? This is, again, another thing that's different from the game where Ellie is like, "Hey, I'm immune. Cause she doesn't reveal her immunity in the game to, to anyone. Um, and she cuts herself open, and tries to like heal Sam with her blood. She's thinking like, well, if I'm immune, clearly my blood, uh, can be the cure can, can, can help other people be immune. Right. And it just doesn't work that way. Um, I, I love this, the scene where she's trying to, to help and cure Sam. And, This, uh, they have this little conversation here at the end of it where he's like, Hey, I need, I need you to stay awake with me. Can you promise that? And she does the sign language that she does the ASL for, yeah, I promise. And then, uh, you know, the scene plays out next where she wakes up in the morning. uh, And this next part here, man, is brutal. This got me in my feels. You see Sam with his back turned, sitting on the bed. And I think he is in this moment, he is as uh, I don't know how else to put it, but he is as freshly infected as one can be because it's so heartbreaking that she has to say his name and he doesn't turn around any other infected a clicker, especially would have turned around at the sound of her moving and saying his name. So he's, I guess what I'm getting at is I think he's still somewhat in there uh, and, and inside the The sickness hasn't fully taken over him yet. He's he's clearly infected, but he's also still deaf. It hasn't cured him as it did with that lady in the first episode, who was you know confined to a wheelchair and then was running around killing people. Um, there's still a part of him that still exists and that's infected. And then you know the scene plays out as it does in the game. He attacks Ellie, and you know Joel, without any thought, goes for his backpack, gets his gun, is ready to shoot. Sam with no questions asked right and Henry points his gun at Joel and they kind of have this little standoff and then you know Henry realizes that there's no saving Sam and shoots him and then this is this is the third change here where in the game Henry's like it's all your fault it's all your fault he's not talking to Joel he's talking about himself you know this is all my fault that he got bit I should have looked after him I should have protected him and then you know he shoots himself in the show it's what have i done what have i done he's he's horrified cuz he's never held a gun before that was loaded he's never shot anybody before and now he is so distraught that the first person the first person he's ever shot is his brother and man how again just hauntingly beautiful that that is like it's it's so oh my god it just gets you in the feels man it's it's so so powerful and emotional. And when this happens in the game, the screen fades to black and we get the beginning of the next set piece, which happens presumably a long time after, because in the game they go from Pittsburgh to Wyoming. And so several months have passed. I love, then this is like the fourth change they did here, I love that They didn't cut the black, and you actually see it from Ellie's point of view and how horrified she is. You see, like, oh, my God, like, shit is real. And, man, this this next bit where they're digging the graves, that's something that you heard about in the game. You don't see it, but to actually see them do it here in the show. And then she puts the the little kind of etch-a-sketch thing on Sam's grave with the words, I'm sorry, and she asks Joel, like, which way is Wyoming. And she is now even more determined to make sure that no one else ends up this way. No one else ends up infected. If I can save anybody, I am just determined to do that. And then Joel follows after her. And my God, man. Wow. What an episode, man. Holy shit. This is, this was all good in my book. (laughs) There was, there was no bad, no bad in my opinion. And and the ugly is definitely the the damn bloater. Holy cow! What an episode, man! Let's let's get into rankings. Uh, this is this is my favorite episode, man. This is a this is an eleven out of ten for me. This is my favorite episode so far. I love how much they incorporated from the game, how much they expanded upon it and added to it, and I felt everything made sense in in the story that they're telling and just really made the parts of the game that this is adapted from just that much better in my opinion. Um, So yeah, an 11 out of 10, uh, it's my show. I can do what I want. (laughs) Um, And now I'll get into predictions for next week. So we're obviously meeting up with uncle Tommy. um, And, and I love this because in, in the game you start in summer and then you go into fall, then winter, then spring, and then summer again. It takes course over a year. And the preview for next week's episode shows them meeting up with Tommy and it's winter, which is different. So I think we're going to get a little bit of a change in the in the timeline here because of just the now setting of it. I think we're probably going to skip some portion of the fall um, portion of the game, which would have been Joel and Ellie... Uh, going to the last known location of Tommy's former Firefly Group. Man, say that five times fast. Uh, which would have been at East Colorado University, I believe it's called. I think we're kind of going to just skip that whole portion. With it being winter and then making it to Wyoming. Which, by the way, the the screenshots and the preview make it look exactly the way it does uh, in the game of Last of Us Part Two. I love that. It looks like... Light bulb for light bulb, man. The storefronts, everything looks exactly like it does in the last of us part two, which I love. Again, I love the attention to detail. So I think we're gonna end up getting like kind of fast tracked into the portion of uh David. I think we're gonna get David by the end of this episode. And if you know the story of David in the game, holy shit, man. We're we're in for a ride here. This is going to be fun and interesting so i think we see david by the end of this that's kind of going to be my my one prediction here um that's kind of really all i got i'm just excited for next week man this this episode again was just my favorite so far i can't wait to see more so ladies and gentlemen that's going to do it for me thank you guys for hanging out with me in the lounge appreciate you guys being here please let us know your thoughts you know where to find us VGL underscore podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Discord link will be in the show description. Come hang out with us, join us, talk about games, Last of Us, anything you want. As always, appreciate you, and I'll catch you guys next Tuesday.